0: Knock This is brought to you by Viserys. Univar ES is now Viserys, the pest control distributor making a positive impact on young businesses. Along with the broad product portfolio of top brands, we offer exclusives like the IntoCare Mosquito Trap. And with resources like Pro Training, Inventory Manager, and Pest Web, and over 65 locations nationwide, we provide the products and insights to grow your business. Visit go.viserys.com slash Knock this to learn more. Hi, my name is Sam Taggart, and this is the DDD podcast. And it's just me today, and a couple announcements. So, D2D Con is live, it is happening January 8th and 9th. So, my birthday is the 8th, so don't forget. But uh, anyway, we've got 500 tickets at all is, is, is all it's going to hold. So it's the same place, Salt Palace, as it is always. And we have the same size room. And the reason why we can get 500 people is because of the square footage of the space we rented. And we're going to put out a bunch of seats and we're just going to say, we invite you to sit by each other, but you don't have to. Obviously, we want to abide by uh, the rules of COVID. And we know that obviously the world's going through a lot right now. And to put on a live in a, a, event the size that we are is kind of it is a risk. And so we decided to limit the seats to 500 and we decided to make the ticket a little bit, a lot more expensive. So if it's something that you're like, "Eh, I don't know, like, should I go? Should I not? Before it was a couple hundred bucks. Now it's a couple thousand bucks and really are gearing this now towards leadership, owners, uh, you know, like business, like people want to know business strategy and leadership development. And And really, if you're just a sales rep or first year rep, there is going to be no content really for you. Maybe some like self-development stuff, but we're not going to do like how to sell solar breakout room because all the people that should be coming to this know how to sell solar. They want to know how to recruit. They want to know how to scale. They want to know how to grow their business. They want to know how to like strategize, you know, network with other business owners. Um, You know, a lot of people get concerned of bringing their salespeople to, um Facebook or or to, to DDCon because basically a lot of people uh they get nervous with DDDCon and we've had very, very little recruiting. Um, but you know, another pro to this is it's like don't bring your sales guys. We don't want to just have like one sales guy there that is kind of an odd man. Like bring those that are top sales guys and you want to grow into leadership, this would be a good event for you. Um, those that are like business owners and leaders, this would be a good event for you. Those that are aspiring top performers, maybe a good event for you. But it's definitely going to be a little bit more open form and a little bit more mastermind feel, a lot more networking. Um, so if you're afraid to kind of expose this to your people, then this is a different event than than the typical D2D Con. So super excited, um, number four for us, and you can get your ticket at D2DCon.com. Uh, but now I'm going to I'm going to dive into the topic today, which is burnout. And, you know, it's, it's August. And some of you guys are like, I got two weeks left. I got four weeks left. I'm like, Oh, I'm going through extension, but I can't like get myself to get out of the car anymore. Cause I've done this for like three straight months. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about like my principle to burnout. And this is a topic I'm writing about in our book, uh, the achievement formula that, that I'm working on. And, um, it really, it really is exciting. Like, like this, this kind of formulated from a podcast I did with JP Arley. He's over at Vivint. and. Anyway, he said something that, that hit me. He's like, burnout is fictional. He's like, it really is just as jaded. And I was like, jaded. I looked up the word jaded and it meant lazy, tired. And I was like, no, what? Like my interpretation of jaded is really uh, like, I feel like I got screwed. I feel like I've been done wrong. And so I was like, oh man, there's probably like a multi-definition here. And so I started looking into that. So burnout, you know, it's really one of three things. Burnout is not burnout. Burnout is all fictional. Like you look at any top performer, there is no like burnout. It's just a mental feeling. But it doesn't mean your body physically is not able to do it. Your body can go knock doors. Your body can go ham. It's it's just a mental fictional thing that you've been convincing yourself of. And really, it's disguised as either lost, bored, or jaded. So I'm going to go through those those three different principles in this podcast. The first one is lost. And there's two points to this. And the first one is, doing it for somebody else and so many people start in direct sales because their friend their manager their buddy at church was like hey we need sales guys and you don't have a job so they're like you're like okay like I'll help you out and or I'll go with you honey like you know maybe I'll sell too like you know and and, and you end up doing this job because you know maybe you you didn't really know anything else and so you just kind of did it and you have this kind of feeling of an imposter's wants, and what happens is burnout comes from you have this initial energy. It's like this inertia that set you into motion of like, yeah, like I'm out here, this is awesome, I'm here with all my homies. And then month three, four, five comes along, or it's six years later, or five years, whatever that is, and you're like, oh, do I want to do this? Like I'm having to do this. Like I'm not just like rah-rahing my buddy that wanted me to do this. Like I'm actually having to do this, and you know, the manager, you know, relationship kind of wears on you because you're like, well, I gave him all the accounts that I feel like I should give him. <laughs> now you're not getting accounts for him. You got to wake up and be like, oh, maybe I'll get accounts for me. <laughs> like, and and, I, and I'm telling you, like, it is crazy how lost I find people. And then it, what happens is it weighs on them. And then they go, oh, shoot, like, why am I even doing this? And, and, you know, the, the next one is they're lost when it comes to their identity. And I had a, I had a rep named Matt. And if you're listening to this, Matt, then sorry. But uh, he, I remember recruiting him. He's this college kid. And the most he'd ever made in his life was like 10,000 bucks. He's going to school, single kid. And I look at Matt and I'm like, you know, hey, if you could make X this year, or how much money would you need to make to make this a win for you? And so I, I I literally was like, whatever that is, what like I don't care. It could be twenty grand. It could be fifty grand. It could be one hundred and fifty grand. He goes, dude, if I could make twenty thousand dollars, I would be ecstatic this year. And I was like, why do why do you say that? And he goes, well, you know that pays for my school, that pays for my family, and it pays for my you know all my living expense. And I'm like, if you, you made twenty grand. And you did that? Would you come out for the summer? He's like, Yeah. I was like, I guarantee you, dude. You're a stud. You're 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 gonna do well. You're gonna make twenty grand. So he comes out in the summer. He goes out and sells. In his first month, he makes twenty grand. And I don't think he fully understood the pay scale. I don't think he fully understood, you know, how it all worked out. Um, Because I sat down with him a month in, and I was like, Hey, Matt. Like, do you know how much you've made so far? And he goes, No really? He's like, no, dude, I'm just out hustling. He's like a top rep and, uh, or top rookie. Right. And he's like, no, I'm just head down, doing my thing. Like how much have I made? And I was like, well, you made 20 grand. He's like, I made what? I've made 20 grand already. He's like, that was my goal. Like I what? Yeah. Like he was so stoked. And <clears throat> I remember, you know, I, I, it, I didn't think, I didn't think it would have this repercussion, but he did. he, he literally did one account the next month, two accounts the next month, three account like one or two the next month. Like he literally did like no production since then. And in that whole summer, it was like his first month, he did like 30 something accounts, 40, grand, 40, 40 accounts. And then his second, third, fourth month, he was doing one or two or three. And I'm sitting there like, why is that? Like, Why, why is it that the second he realized he had made 20,000 bucks, he crapped the bed and I then put some thought and I said, what happens is we make enough money to survive and then we feel like our financial bucket has been full. And so Brian Tracy said, you're the average of 10% more or 10% less. Uh, You'll make 10% more or 10% less of your surroundings. And I I obviously agree with that, but I say you make 10% more or 10% less of what your own mental capacity can handle. And what I mean by that is most people have a subconscious Unintentional number that they have to hit, and only that, and they struggle to break through their own mental limitation because they don't really need to reach higher and higher like commissions. And and what happens is these commissions come in faster than they maybe expected, and they're like, oh, my bucket's full, and they haven't mentally like changed or evolved. One of the steps in the formula is evolution. And it, they, they haven't evolved mentally to say, well, why can't I make 50,000, 100,000, whatever the number is. And, you know, Matt in this situation had just mentally hit his where he needed to be and couldn't break through that. So therefore it creates burnout because his bucket is filled. And, you know, verbally and to everyone else, he's like, yeah, man, I'm gonna make so much more money. Like, I want to drive this car. And I, you know, he talked about it. But subconsciously, there was some limitation there that he his knee, he knew his needs were met and he'd made double what he'd ever made before his, his subconscious wasn't ready for more and now he's gone on since and probably made a lot more money but that year it was a really interesting lesson that that I learned the next one is bored um, you know the, the the principle of boredom is first one is you can't handle the mundane um, <clears throat> first day on the job, you're pumped, you know, you're nervous, you're running on adrenaline, you're basically, you know, you're, you're just like, yeah, like I got this. It's a new thing. You know, you're new to sales. It's a new area, a new team, whatever that is. Um, after saying the same pitch over and over again, after saying the same jokes, after getting your face kicked in the same ways, whatever that is, it just becomes boring. You're like, ah, I'm, just kind of on robot mode and we zombie mode. You're just kind of going through the motions. Achievement comes from habits and consistency. Um, and habits can create boredom, boredom. Like it, it, it's habit boredom <laughs> where, you know, day one and five, you're like, yeah. And day 20, it's like, I'm still doing that. And I'm feeling that right now. And in my jump training, you know, I'm about 12, 13, no, I'm probably 13 weeks in 14 weeks in. And it's like not really seeing much improvement. I'm just kind of like doing the same thing. These exercises are really boring at this point. Um, and, you know, in Atomic Habits, James Clear says the greatest threat to success is not failure, but boredom. And he talks about those that are most successful in interviewing top performers and athletes. And I've, you know, I've had all these people on the show. It's interesting where it talks about, um, you know, what the difference between the best athletes and and everyone else is, is, it's not genetics, not luck. Like there's there's some of those things are going to factor in genetics, luck, talent. Um, but at some point it comes down to handle the boredom of training every day, doing the same lifts over and over and over again, saying the same pitch over and over and over again and being okay with that. And, you know, it's not like the the glamorous answer to this. It's not the, you know, hype everybody up. Yeah, like that's the first five days. But day 100, day 200, day 700, You're doing the same list, the same pitches, the same whatever. And those that really want to achieve greatness can handle the boredom. Um, And the last principle or the the next principle on boredom is um, really it's living like uh, variety versus security or, or uncertainty versus security. And so Tony Robbins talks about, you know, people living this balanced life between these six categories. He says certainty and uncertainty, significance, love, contribution, and growth. And many people start in sales because they're ready to challenge the nine to five. They're like mixing it up and they want some uncertainty. They've had so much certainty, maybe COVID hit and then you started this direct sales thing and it forced the uncertainty. Or maybe you're like, man, I'm sick of making 70 grand a year. I want to try to make six figures. And I heard sales is a good place to do that. Um, Whatever it is what sparked your uncertainty is why you started the job. Well, what happens is when you start to create certainty in your ability to sell, you start to lose this whole variety, the uncertainty goes away. It's like I know if I go out and sell every week, like I'll get deals. Like I'm not concerned about making a paycheck in direct sales. That's how I am right now. Well, when you get to that point, it's kind of like it it starts to get bored again. You start to have no uncertainty and you start to seek uncertainty. You start to go after the whole grass is greener somewhere else. Um, And, you know, you're looking for some other, um, other fix to the uncertainty. So, you know, Ellen Parr said the cure of boredom is curiosity. There's no cure for curiosity. And what ends up happening is curiosity actually creates what we call bouncers in this industry bouncers are the ones that go from one company, one industry to another, to another, to another, to another. And they just bounce around because they're looking for, you know, they they get the thrill maybe on uncertainty and they get bored and they're like, well, you know, I just haven't, you know, like it just seems like mundane. And, and, and those guys never really amount to much. I'll be honest. And, you know, if that's you, then maybe try to ask yourself, like, am I chasing uncertainty? And I, and I thrive on that. And maybe you can do some certain things today to, to, to combat that. Um, so, and then the, the last one, the, the last point that I want to make on boredom, and I, I have a lot more in the book, but is, you know, you're sick of repetitive results and repetitive results can drive insanity. Right. And it's like hearing over and over and over again, the same number one, 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 one. And, and you're like, man, like there's guys in my office doing five. Like I just keep doing one every day. And I had a rep named Jesse and, um, he talked about how, why he moved on to a different industry. And, you know, every year he sold probably three or four years and every year he'd sell like 75 accounts. And his 75 accounts got really taxing on him. It was like not 76, not 70, like two. It was like, it was weird how he'd like finish on the dot with 75. And maybe this is what sparked this whole, you know, this, I'm getting the same result. And so I'm getting burnt out. I don't know how long I can keep getting 75. And it starts to become in your belief system that that's just who you are. I'm a 75 account rep. Who I am is I'm a hundred thousand dollar earner. Who those people are, or five hundred thousand dollar earners. Who those people are, or 400 account reps. But who I am, I've started to create this identity around 75. And I watched Jesse do that. And you know, achievement isn't is is innovating your current habits. And finding opportunity to stretch yourself into a new edge. And I often call this like your satisfaction level where, you know, a rep and, and this is how you trick. This is the hack. And I talk about that in the book, ABC's A Closing. And I and, and it's basically like a, a normal rep. He comes in and if he sells zero, he's like, oh, that's OK. It depends on your industry, right? I'm just going to use generic numbers here. So he comes in, he sells zero. He's like, great got my zero today. I'm okay. Like he's, he's not jumping off a cliff wanting to commit suicide. Like he's just like, nah, darn it. If he sells one, he's like, yeah, I got one. Woo. And he's like stoked out of his mind. If he sells two, he's like, no way. He's like calling mom. He's like, mom, like I got two today. It's amazing. And if he got three, he's buying the entire office drinks. He's taking everybody to Disneyland. And he's like, literally like on top of the world four you can't even imagine five you can't even imagine like that's not even like in his universe and that's his satisfaction level in order to change that you have to start tricking your brain where when you get one you're kind of like Meh. and a lot of reps the other reps that have the same satisfaction level of you is like why are you so bummed with one dude you got one like yeah you should be stoked and you're like i don't know like i'm not like jumping out of my boots today like And they're like, stop being so apathetic. And you're like, I'm just trying to change my satisfaction level. Be intentional about your satisfaction level. And so the next rep, like the top performer, if I got zero, I'm jumping off a cliff. Like it was like one in a million days, I would get zero. And I remember the time I came home, my office was like, guys, we need to make Sam like literally feel it. I got zero. I was so nervous to show up to my sales meeting. I literally walk in the sales meeting and my entire team is back there just like, bagel bagel. Like they were so excited to like see me bleed. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I am human too. Like that is a thing. And yeah, I got my face kicked in. And yeah, I'm like wanting to shoot somebody and I'm like, what's wrong with me? And that was like how I felt. And number, you know, I get one. I felt like that was a zero. I'm like that, like that's not acceptable. I get two. I'm like, eh, yeah, I got two today. Like that's like, whatever. Um, three. I'm like, okay, good. I got my goal today. Like I, I had a good day. Four. I'm like, yeah. Five. I'm like, woohoo! Like I had a big day. Six. I'm like calling mom. I'm like six spot, mom. Do the roller coaster. Like yeah, everybody jump up. Seven. I'm buying everybody drinks. Eight. I'm like calling freaking like when do I get a t-shirt? Nine. I'm like yeah. Ten. I couldn't fathom. Eleven. I couldn't fathom. There are people out there that can fathom 11 in a day. And it's just, what is the satisfaction level? I interviewed Josh Sutherland, who, you know, he averaged about 20 a week, four or five a day or whatever. And, um, he had a mission to go out and put in a hundred deals in a week. And, you know, for his best week ever being 30 to go to a hundred is kind of a big leap. It's a quantum leap is what we call that. And he, he literally goes in and, He's like, does 11 his first day, which is his biggest day ever. He's like, wow, new like heights, new this. And then he goes and starts throwing in 20 plus a day. He hits 118 deals in a week, and he did it. And then I interview him, and I was like, so what would it be like going back to having a three spot? He's like, man, I had three before 9 o'clock in the morning. Fathom that. Fathom that. He's like, I just would feel like a bagel if I ever sold three a day. At the end of the day, I... uh I I felt that was really interesting how he said that, because I think back, I'm like, man, if I would have had days where I was doing 20 in a day, 20 was a good week for me, I'm like, yeah, what how would that change my satisfaction? So a hack to this, so one of the nuggets would be, how do you put your pedal to the metal for like one day or one week, like he did, where he broke through and did 118, And what that did is it changed his satisfaction level. So when he comes home, there's a new bar. Many people don't ever plan out or are intentional about having a breakthrough day and hitting a new PR. And so you got to live just beyond your edge. And so if you've been averaging two a day, my invitation, if you're listening or watching this is to say, hey, I'm going to map out a Saturday where I'm going to throw in five and I'm going to commit to doing five. And I'm going to have my biggest day ever. I'm going to plan it out. I'm going to get out early. I'm going to like map it. Like it's like you put some thought into like your PR day. Now all of a sudden you're like, I can do that. And it changes that satisfaction level. So that would be my hack to overcoming burnout. Because when you're seeing new results, it's more fun. But if you're getting the same results, it gets boring. So the last one is jaded. Jaded is the third principle of burnout. Because, you know, I, you start working for a company and you're like, I'm going to go to bat for these. I'm going to put them in my blood, heart and soul. You know, I work for a company, I might say the name, and they hired me as the VP. And I brought my entire network. I brought tons of people. We were throwing down and we were doing more production than any other solar company in Utah, hands down, like twice as much. Um, they had five guys when I showed up and in a month and a half, we had 80 people. To the point where they were putting me on a hiring freeze. That was the first moment I felt jaded. Like, you put me on a hiring freeze? Like, what direct sales company puts somebody on a hiring freeze? And I'm like, uh. So, boom, number one tick. Then all of a sudden, I wasn't getting paid. And I'm like, I'm not getting paid. Like, how come my paychecks? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Like, you'll get to the paychecks. Two months go by, no paychecks. Um, I had reps come to me and they're like, dude, the guy paid me 50 or five grand. My commissions were $7,384. And then I approached him about it and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's good enough, isn't it? That's a great check. No, my commission check is 7,000. You know what I mean? And, And all of a sudden my people start feeling jaded. And I literally watched the wind get sucked out of our sails. And because over and over and over again, we felt like we were getting jaded. And I was like, it wasn't motivating to go continue to knock and continue to recruit and continue to like every day work 16 hour days what I was doing. It. I mean, it was like literally I was putting my life into this. Like my marriage was going to crap. Like I was having days where I was like, literally, my heart was pulping faster or like beating faster than it probably should. Like I remember this was a stressful time in life because I really wanted to build something. I really want to make a dent in the solar game. And I had a lot of people counting on me. And It was tough. I mean, I I just, I got to a point where I was like, these people are living way out of integrity. They're living like, it's like, I felt like I was getting, I did get stolen, like, but they stole effing money from me. Like, that's not a fun feeling. They still owe me hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh, yeah, I mean, you get burnt out when you have stuff like that happen to you. Like, that's an easy way to burn something out. And so if you're a leader manager, that should be a lesson learned where, you know, if you you wrong somebody, they're not going to sit there and work their ass off for you. And so if you're a rep or you're a uh, somebody that feels jaded in this situation, sometimes we actually, what, what happens is we get what's called made up offenses. Um, so there's real offenses like this happened. That was no fake. That was like money in an account. Like it was very real. But I'm sure there was offenses where I started to grow these bigger than they maybe were. In my head, I started to justify why I would get more and more and more jaded and more and more frustrated with the current situation and maybe some of that it was made up. It was a story for me. And a lot of times when the going gets tough, it's very easy to start to create stories in your head to where you, you know, you kind of make up why you were jaded and then that jaded turns into burnout. And then you're like, I just can't freaking go out today. Like, I don't know, like just, I'll get it next week and start to procrastinate results. You start to negotiate with yourself and your habits. And you start to let that devil on the right shoulder win, distracting you from your true vision. And so if you're lost, then obviously you don't know the direction you're running towards and it just gets boring. And then you feel jaded because you get screwed over by the situation. And you might feel jaded by yourself. You're like, man, I'm jaded because I didn't study and I didn't work as hard as I should have. And now the summer's coming to an end and I could have worked harder, but I didn't. Now I didn't make the money that I wanted to. So now I'm jaded. And it's like, you're blaming yourself, but you still feel jaded. That's a real thing. So anyway, the three principles of burnout, again, lost, bored, or jaded, because burnout isn't even a thing. It's fictional. 100% fictional. There are guys that go in and out all day when they know how to bring awareness and combat these three different um, sins or devils or or combatives to burnout. Um, So anyway, hopefully this was helpful. Uh, you know, share this, like honestly, everybody in this industry right now with peak season at its finest right now, they should be putting pedal to the metal. You're better sales reps than you've ever been today. You've got more tools, more sales, like more practice, more, you know, software and sales systems are getting better and better every day. You know, like now is the best time to sell. I look back when I first started in 2008 and I was like, Man, if I would have had an app, I remember I was literally drawing on a piece of paper people's areas and like cutting them out, like handing them, like, I mean, the fact that you have like streamlined, like you can run credit like this, you can, you know, you're not calling people. It's all digital. Like you have digital contracts. I remember I'd run out of paperwork and I have to drive back to the office and be like, man, I'm out of contracts. I can't sell. Like, you know, and you'd be scrambling, trying to find more contracts. I mean, guys, today is the best time to sell and be grateful. You know, another combative element is gratitude so just have gratitude in every day and uh you'll, you'll you'll not be so burnt out like this is one of the greatest vehicles the greatest jobs you just take pride in the fact that you knock doors but sometimes it's not glamorous sometimes it's not as fun as maybe some dude sitting in an office and that looks starts to look really appealing but i promise it's not appealing six months in you're gonna get so bored sitting at a desk the reason why you did this job is because it has uncertainty go create some uncertainty challenge yourself today push your edge And that's what's going to create this need for uncertainty and go get it. Thank you guys. I hope you guys like this episode. We'll see you guys on the next one.